Welcome to the Wonder Mom Diary Season 2. I'm very excited to be releasing episodes this season that are all within the theme of self-care, woman empowerment, and overcoming adversities. So be sure to follow the podcast on your listening app so you get those new episodes right when they come out. You are going to love this conversation with Sasha. She has a background in social work and left her life in the nonprofit world to commit to helping working mothers take back their life at home and create more balance and harmony with their kids and partner. She is also an avid traveler who loves to experience new things, so you are going to love this energetic and inspiring conversation about how to find and reach your versions of what's enjoyable in the world of travel and her four-step method to a happier home life after work. But whether you're working full-time, part-time, or your stay-at-home mom, I guarantee everyone will find value in this episode. Let's dive into this interview about empowering working mothers by incorporating more work-life harmony in your life. Hello and welcome to the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. In this show, a Wander Mom is defined as a woman juggling all the things, but still has the desire to stay ambitious and find adventure in life, no matter what obstacles come her way. You will hear interviews that focus on adventures you can do with your family, along with episodes packed with helpful advice to hopefully make life a little easier. Whether you are looking for a simple getaway to a nearby park or a trip around the world, this podcast is here to help, support, and guide you to where you want to go and who you want to be. I'm your host, Mandy Kramer, and I'm so glad you're here. So yeah, uh, Sasha, tell us listeners a little bit about you and everything that you're doing. But let's just start with like you. I'd like to hear your story of like your life and what are you up to these days? Yeah, absolutely. So first, thanks for having me on. It's such a pleasure to chat and connect. And really for me, I don't know if it's because I'm a first generation immigrant to this country where, you know, for me, America is like this great country, land of opportunities. And because there's so many opportunities, I'm like, I want more. I want to see what else is out there. I want to see what the world's about, what I can achieve myself. So I feel like I've always been like that super optimistic, super positive, like, let's go get it. Let's go for the world. And after college, I moved across country. So I grew up in Jersey and moved across country after college, got a job. And I was like, I, I still want to do it. Like, this is cool. This was easy. I think in my 20s, it was so easy to travel. It was so easy to just pick up and do whatever I wanted because it was just me. You know, the bills were minimum. Student debt wasn't astronomical. So for me, I was like, I really felt that the world is at my fingertips. And then, so I did some travel. I did lots of fun and self-learning and tried new things. And then I met my husband. And I love him dearly. And part of being married is settling down, as I thought. (laughs) And I love the fact that we're settled in Los Angeles because I think it's an amazing city. We have family close by. But I still felt like, okay, now I'm a mom. Now I'm in this new city because, again, I didn't live in L.A. before moving in with my husband. So now I'm in the city. Now I'm a mom. And what's what's going on? And who am I? Who do I want my kids to remember me by? Who do I want? You know, when I look back, my biggest thing is honestly, I don't want to wait till the kids go to college 
to live my life. I don't want to wait till I'm like 50, 60 to travel the world. I want to do it now. There's no reason not to. Mm -hmm. So even though that is something so, so dear to my heart, I felt another pull of my heartstrings, which is helping others. And that's kind of at the core of who I usually am, who usually am, who I always am. (laughs) And that's why I got my master's in social work. And I jumped into the helping field and I was working with people experiencing homelessness. I saw so many different crises. I worked in so many different variety of positions and things that I worked and they climbed the corporate ladder. And at the same time, I was like, okay, this is great. Now I'm like helping more people. I'm a mob. Like everything's good. Like I got this, right? I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then at some point I was like, but I'm just going. Like what? I'm just going. It's the same routine. It's like the same thing. And like, yes, it's amazing that I have a successful career. My husband has a successful career. And like, I want to do more. Like I'm not satisfied with a once a year, one week vacation, you know, that Mm -hmm. becomes so typical. So especially we were talking about it and we've traveled together. We've traveled separate. When we first got married, we spent a few months in New York. We, we've done a few things. We spent three months in like Africa, all of that cool stuff. However, when the pandemic hit, we were like, wait a minute, we can both work remotely for the first time. Like, let's get out of here. So we did. So we left for about a year and we traveled. We just took the kids and we had fun and now we're hooked. So now we're really trying to build our life. And because again, my older one's in school. So, you know, you got to go around the school schedule. So a month in the winter and three months in the summer. And that Mm -hmm. I think to me is the balance that I'm looking for. And that's Mm -hmm. the balance I want to bring to others to be able to really figure out what is their priority what do they want and how to make it happen? So that's why I've also transitioned into coaching and working with working moms who are killing it at work like I was, but feel like their home life is really where things are falling apart. I'm here to help those women have more time, less clutter and systems so they can have a peaceful life. Yeah, that's amazing. I I think it's such a great idea to to have that balance, but like a longer balance between when you're traveling. So the, I don't know, I just like the fact that you've able to take this remote, you know, this pandemic and kind of use it to your family's advantage and be able to see different places. Where did you go when you, when you go for these, like, when did you go during the pandemic? We left last Thanksgiving and we went to Costa Rica. We thought we'd go for like a month, then it turned into two, turned into three, turned into four, turned into five. And then <laughs> we're like, okay, it's been like five months. We were planning for like a month to three months. Like we should at least check in at home. So we went back to LA. Then we did some East Coast. And then we went to Barbados for the summer. We got to relax. And then we went, traveled a little more on the East Coast and then came back in August so my kid can start school again. And the thing I realized about me is that when I was younger, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm up at like six. Let's see the world. Let's like new city every day. I'm cool. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm in. Now with kids, I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I could never, I could never, not at this point. And that's okay. And that's why I think I was holding on to not traveling for a while because I was thinking that travel had to look how it looked for me before. It had to be this running around the city and like you only get a week, so you have to see everything and jump around. But then that's where we saw, you know what? For us, what works is doing like one activity when we're out somewhere with the kids and that's it. So I'd rather spend a month in one place and do one activity a day and actually be relaxed than try to see like seven cities in a month and cram it all in. That's not enjoyable for me. And that's what works for me. It may work differently for others. One of my favorite things about traveling that I've discovered is the fact that my kids are a little bit older and especially my older one, he goes to camp during the summer, right? And then I'm saying, well, if we're staying somewhere for a month, two months, why don't we just get him in camp there? So that's what we did. That's what we did this summer is we just, when we were in Barbados, he went to a camp with other kids and it was great. It was great for him and it was great for us. And that's kind of my plan moving forward. So also when she's a little bit older, there's drop-in daycares, there's nannies, there's like so many different ways that you can also still have time for yourself Mm -hmm. while you're somewhere else. Yeah. I think that's been the, one of the things I'm trying to get over the hurdle of is how do I not cause more stress for myself? Like, because if I'm at home, then I get breaks because I have, Mm -hmm. you know, like my husband is home or my mom comes to watch her and she's nearby. So I get breaks when I'm at home and I have been prioritizing those breaks over like the joy that I get from going to a new place. I don't know if that makes sense. So it's like, I'm, I'm trying to balance two things. Is there a, yeah, like, so to me, I would say, is there a possibility to bring your mom? Mm-hmm. So that way, part of it is that, you know, she may be around when you want those breaks, or maybe you want to do something adventurous. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, you have that and she'll experience it too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I've heard of people taking, you know, nannies on vacations and and um, hiring their, their next door neighbor to come on a trip, you know, because it would be fun for them. But then they still have that, you know, responsibility to watch the kids here and there. So that's a great, great suggestion. And honestly, like when we we're in uh, when we we're in Costa Rica, we had a nanny because we were both working and we didn't bring her or anything like there mm-hmm. anywhere you go will have like an expat community that has like the trusted like circle of nannies and things like that you know you could throw it on a board you can like there's there's so many different options you know yeah that's that's good to know i um i'd love to know how do you how do you pick the different places that you've gone to like Cause it sounds like you had everything set up, like you knew kids camps, you knew, um, you know, you had a nanny (laughs) ready to go. And like, so how, again, going back to, okay, if I thought about what is the most exotic destinations, that's not where we're at. I need somewhere with high inter best, like high speed internet and time zone. So my husband can work and it's not the middle of the night. So that is really where, and just from there for us, we really enjoy the beach. We really do. Like for me, it's it's just not comp. I don't want life to be complicated. I want to be able to just walk outside, 
just go to the beach, hang out, meet some people. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. You meet other families too. Like I am the first one. If I saw you on the beach, I'd be like, hi, you have a kid. I have a kid. (laughs) So where are you from? Like I am that girl because it's like, it just makes it more fun, you know? And when the kids play together, it's so much more easier. And obviously going to places where it's like more family friendly, like, and the beach usually is, you know, anywhere you look, that's the beach. Yeah. It usually yeah. is. It, um, and I yeah. don't want to be cooped up in like a city. It's just, it's not my vibe, you know, because what, I'm not looking to go to museums every day. I'm just not. That's not mm-hmm. where my kids are at. They wouldn't enjoy it. And it's not because of them we don't do it, but it's just, that's something I can say for my husband and I to do later on when we don't want to just lay around and do nothing or, you know. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like we went to the Louvre, we went to the Louvre in Paris and we, and my baby was 18 months, maybe something like that. And I mean, he was still in a stroller, so that was easy, but now there's no way they can't scooter in the Louvre. So (laughs) I'd be like, do you have daycare here? Because that would be so smart. Like we do a drop off and then walk around the Louvre. So like things like that, we just wouldn't do right now. You know, or understand that if we went, it wouldn't be like we did two years ago for like the whole day versus, you know, now where it'd be like, okay, we got like two hours of max, bring Mm -hmm. snacks and map out what like (laughs) what art stuff we want to see. So it's just building your life around what what your priorities are. And that's really what it comes down to for me. Like I said, high speed internet, time zone, and beach. Everything else, I could care less. I could care less if they're well. I could, I do care if their English is the main language. I, I that that would be probably fourth, you know. Um, but other than that, you know, keep it simple, keep it easy. We overcomplicate things all the time, you know. I my mind is blown right now. <laughs> It is is exploding because you're so right. Feeling now with a little one, you know, how can I even just get outside, get out of the house when it feels so comfortable and so it's normal, it's stress-free, but at the same time, I am feeling just, you know, a little bit dead inside. Like, this isn't me. This isn't Mm -hmm. who I am. I want to go out and have adventures and things like that, but you're, but I can't have those same adventures as I, I could before having a little one. So I just feel like you're hitting on so many good points that I'm definitely going to be um, applying <laughs> because it is a mind shift. Uh, uh, sorry, it's a, it's a mindset shift. Yes. And the thing is, is that I remember, I can tell you, before my husband and I were engaged, I mentioned earlier, we went to Africa for a few months. And I remember us climbing Table Mountain in Cape Town. Okay, it's this huge, huge mountain. And we saw this family. And they had like the little one on the back, right? And they're just like, la, la. And I was like, oh my God, that's totally going to be us. Like, we're going <laughs> to rock it. Oh my gosh, could that be further from the truth, okay? In LA, there's lots of hiking and we love to go hiking, but it's like a 45-minute hike, okay? Looking back now, I'm like, how in the world did they do it? But that's okay. That's the thing I want to like tell others. Even if that was your ideal, it's okay if it's not. We can start slow. It's okay if you're like, my baby's too cranky 
to do like a freaking hike and or they're too heavy for me or my partner to hold them, that's okay. You may not need to do that hike if you travel there, but there's other things you can do and you can take it slower. And taking it slower doesn't mean that you just don't do it. It's just taking it slower because that is where you are in your life. Yeah, I love that. And it is it is a mindset shift and and a different perspective of trying to to set expectations that are realistic for you in this moment in life now and not not trying to um not trying to get down on yourself when you don't reach these really high expectations that you may be putting yourself in. I totally can see the, that happening with myself and just thinking of like all the things that I used to do and the hikes that I would go on and the length and then bringing my daughter and how those are just different. It's just different. And that's okay. And it doesn't have to be a bad good different. It's a, it can be a good different. And um, absolutely setting those expectations and making them realistic. Totally. Yes. And starting small is really what I coach all women on is the fact that look, if you are thinking like, oh my God, I could not go to Costa Rica for five months with my little one, blah, 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 or my kid has cool, blah, 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 whatever. That's okay. Start small. Take a week long road trip to somewhere, not three different places road trip, just one place for a week or for a weekend. Start small. A few years ago where I felt like it was out of reach, what we did is for the year, we did one weekend a month somewhere. And that was that year is we tried to just do one week in a month. And most of the time it was just driving distance because that's where we were at. Our kids were much younger. And, you know, to be honest, they're not the easiest. You know, I see other kids when we travel, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. You tell your kid to get up and go and they get up and go like, that's what is your secret, you know? So that's where we were. It was just a one weekend a month for the year. But that to me felt that was huge at that time. So it's okay to start small. And if that one weekend a month, you're like, that's too much. That's okay too. plan something because when you have something you're looking forward to, then you're able to kind of, if you were saying you feel a little bit dead inside, that's a way to kind of grow that flower into a tree, into more, is getting giving yourself little things to look forward to. Or even just finding other things that are going on in your community that you could do with other families. It doesn't have to be like you have to drive or fly hours away. It can be local, but just being able to interact with other people that have similar stories, that have traveled. So you can talk to them about travel, get inspiration from each other. I love it. I love it. And tell me a little bit about your your kids. So how old are they? How many? And and how are their personalities when you guys do these different types of trips? Like how did they how do they interpret the world? (laughs) Like I said, I I I wish you know, I love my children. They're incredible. I have two boys. I have a nine-year-old and a three-year-old. And I can tell you, bless his heart, my nine-year-old, he thought literally it was the worst thing in the world to go to the beach every day. Like every morning, it was like, 
why do we have to go to the beach again? I'm like, because we're here. We don't get to just walk to the beach at home. What do you mean? Like to me, it's like, this is the most amazing thing ever. And to my kid, he's like, why? why, This this is awful. We're not on the same page. (laughs) We're not on the same page. That's what I'm saying. Realistic expectations. So there is no way that it's not even about convincing. It just wouldn't be enjoyable for me to have multiple activities with the type of personalities my kids have. My younger one is like super go with the flow. He's like, cool, you'll take me somewhere. Awesome. Like new thing, amazing. My older one, he's, it's just not his personality and that's okay. And that's okay. That's where he's at right now. So I, I want to nurture that and I want to give him opportunities that he sees the world and kind of pushes himself so that way he sees that, oh, it's not that scary. You know, kids are very literal. I think some tips in terms of if you're planning to travel with kids, some tips could be the fact that you got it. You can't just tell them once we're going here in like a month. That's so abstract. You got to tell them over and over. Show them a video, read them a book, involve them in the research, depending on how old they are. There's so many ways to get kids involved even before you get to your destination that will set you up for success. And at the same time, I know that bribery works. <laughs> and <laughs> I will say that Speak the truth. You know, I'm speaking the truth. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the amazing thing is I really thought that like toys would be a problem. I really thought that like, oh, my God, we're going to be like in a much smaller place and they're not going to have like barely any toys. I'm telling you, they had like Legos and they had like a few little knickknacks for five months and never complained about toys. It was incredible. I think it's really important for for parents to hear that. Um, Both, you know, you could have some personality clashes when you're on vacation and that is okay. And and that's how people grow as individuals, especially kids when they when they have to try to make do in a situation that they may not be that comfortable in or may not want to be in, I think that's a huge opportunity to learn and grow for them to learn how to adapt to situations where you're not feeling comfortable. And to, yeah, I just think that's that's a really nice perspective that you were like, it's okay that you, you're not wanting to go to the beach today, but this is the situation that we're in. And I'm going to make the most of it. Maybe you should too. And we can go and have a good day. Um, But I think also the fact that you don't have to try and pack your whole life (laughs) to go on these different trips, especially when it comes to toys. I'm guilty of that, of trying to pack so many different things just to entertain my child. But really, they would be perfectly happy playing around with a box that something came in rather than (laughs) trying to, to bring all these different you know, knickknacks and stuff. So that's awesome. Thank you for those tips. Absolutely. Yes. Well, another tip, my favorite one, especially if you have younger ones, and again, it depends where you're going, but the best thing I can recommend is bringing a scooter. No joke. If your kids are under 10, over the age of like two and a half, bring a scooter. No kid wants to walk around. It's something so easy. It folds, you could, fits in your luggage. We bring, so it's it's the best. It makes them much more enjoyable to get around and they have fun. That's a great you know? idea. And that's the thing. Again, this is the same thing I say to the women that I see all the time is the fact that what your life looks like at home 
works for you and your family. And that's the only people that it needs to work for. So if your life at home is planning vacations, let's get you there. If your life at home is, I love to host, have people over, let's get you there. Let's just figure out what works for you and your family and realistic expectations. Because come on, at the end of the day, we're not going to do everything. And I'm the way that I'm planning to travel, I'm not going to see every country in the world if I'm taking like a month and dedicating to one place, right? And that's okay, because I much rather be able to just chill, go to bed at like nine o'clock, wake up, And just know that like, okay, we have one thing planned and that's it. Everything else, we'll see how it goes because there's naps or there might be a tantrum or there might be this. But when you keep it light, your kids see it. They feed off of our energy. So if we're stressed, even though it can be some, I see this all the time of like people like, I'm so excited to go to on vacation, even if it's like two days, four days a week, however long. And But they're like, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. And I'm like, oh, Hello, this is what your kids are seeing. They're seeing that, oh, planning a vacation or going on vacation is stressful. And when you do it like that, what what are you setting themselves up for as well? So that's why I say keep it light, keep it easy. You could always figure things out on the ground. Obviously be prepared, but at the same time, like have fun. That's the whole point of vacation. That's the whole point of traveling is to experience experience new things and to have fun. Yeah. And it's also, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, and, and if you're not, you know, if, if traveling or going to different places is something that brings you joy and brings you life, you know, that is, that is a self care act for yourself as a parent or, you know, a mother, you need to try to prioritize that. I'm talking to myself here. <laughs> we need to try and prioritize and and give value to that time and space and and take the approach that you're talking about of take it easy, take it with realistic expectations and just and do you and not worry about a whole bunch of other things because when you are taken care of, then you're going to be the best version of yourself for everyone around you, right? Yes, and I'm I'm much rather my kids remember me as being happy than anything else. And if for me being happy is traveling, is doing new things, is like I'm the first one, like my husband's so always annoyed at me because I'm like, let's try a new restaurant, let's try it. And he's like, why can't we just go to the same thing? I'm like, no, <laughs> because I want to experience it all. There's so many places I want to see, I want to go to new restaurants and this and that. And he's like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. You know, opposites so, attract, right? Yeah, I'd love to unpack a little bit about um, you, your journey to helping women um, and helping with this, I guess, um, this work life balance between, you know, moms that go to work and give it their all. And then at the end of the day, how do you, how do you find time and energy? And, you know, that, I don't know, that that inner life <laughs> again yes. at the end of the day to give to your family um, because I think working moms out there struggle. I know I struggle as a working mom in trying to to find that um, fire again at the end of the day. And I'd like to just kind of have you share your story and your journey about um, what you do now with supporting working moms and and how you got there and what you're what you're doing today. 
Absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I love my career. I'm not one of those women that just settled. I, I'm always like, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I volunteer for? All of that good stuff. But at some point, it just, it felt so much. It felt like so much. And it wasn't bad because I loved it, right? Like what it's, it's kind of one of those when you get to the top and you look and you're like, okay, I have the check marks. But do I have the check mark inside? And it was just, I felt so much like when I was coming home that the relationships weren't there with my family as I wanted them to be. The house and, you know, now I really tell people like, I want you to come home to your sanctuary. I want you to come home to be able to kick your feet up. I don't want you to come home and feel like it's a second shift at work. I think that is kind of where society is at, where we put so much pressure on ourselves as well, that we are thinking, okay, now that like I did this, this, and this at work, now I need to do everything at home. You don't. Just like we talked about with the travel of like what travel looked like in the 20s what versus what travel may look like for us now, it's the same thing. It's okay that not everything gets done. The only thing that I try to do is help to make sure that whatever you're prioritizing, whatever your family values are at home, that that's what we focus on. So I have a four-step method and we first look at self. Just really hard, honest look at where you are right now. How did you get there? What led you to this? And where do you want to go? Because when you actually see, whoa, this is actually what I want, so much easier to make it happen. So we set the goals right up front, and then we move into the home. Because again, to me, it that, you know, you come home, I want it to be this amazing place. If you have things everywhere, if everyone's just running around like crazy, which it happens, it totally happens. And I talk about this in so many other areas, which is expect the chaos, okay? You're not just going to all of a sudden be like, Oh, everything's perfect. My kids no longer fight. No, my goodness. If anybody got that formula, call me. But (laughs) the home, and we focus on the space because when you have a space that you enjoy, when you have a place your family gathers, that is so meaningful. And then we move into relationships because a lot of times what happens is that there are some imbalances, whether it's with your partner or with your kids at your home life, whether you're saying things 20 million times or whether it's that there's it's just not there. Some things are just off. So we focus on the relationships. And then that to me is laying the foundation. Then we get into the habits and the routines. And by that time, women already have really started some of those routines, started some of those habits. So it's to me at that point, so easy to be like, hey, by the way, did you notice you were already doing this when we talked about the home? Or we already came up with a cleaning and cooking schedule to make it easier for you. Oh, we already made sure what's going on with the kids and how they're able to help out around the house or be more inclusive of the family. So that by that time, we're setting things up for success in the long term. We're really doing the routines. We're really focusing on, okay, so now that we got it trained out at home, what is it that you want? And let's make a plan to get there because everything else has fallen into place. And it doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean there's no maintenance. It doesn't mean that things don't happen and all of a sudden you're like, well, that plan just exploded. That's what I'm all about is just take it easy. Let's see what's on your plate, what you can let go of. 
because that's one of the things I always see is that people say, okay, but I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, but you're already doing all of this stuff. So what can go? Well, I don't want it to go. Well, if you don't want it to go, how are you actually going to fit it in? Because it's not realistic. And that's where we have more of the tough conversations and really come together and see what those priorities are. So for you, the priority is to incorporate travel. Then let's talk about what else is filling up your schedule. So then it makes sense that travel is easily put on there. I love it. I just want to kind of share my favorite takeaway of your your four-step method. And that was, I think, so the theme of season two, by default, you are the first season or first episode on the new season. Yay. And the main thing that I noticed with all of the interviews I've collected so far has been this, this theme of self-care, women empowerment, and just taking care of yourself. So I was so excited to um, to connect with you online and to have this interview and set it up. So thank you so much for being here. Um, but the my favorite takeaway was when you're talking about um, thinking about yourself and thinking about what you what your needs are. I feel that many um, many things that I've listened and heard about is a lot, a lot about working from the inside out, which I think is is important and that's good. But I really liked how your approach kind of was, it was proactive in the surrounding environment. So, so figuring out, okay, it's not, how do I wear this? It's not what you're doing. It's what your environment is like. And what can you do in your environment to help yourself. So what can the environment do for you? And when you're building these different habits and setting expectations and you you create you you slim down the chaos in quotes <laughs> of life. Mm-hmm. And when you when you start to manage that a bit more by by giving responsibilities to more people and not having to do it all yourself, then that is going to in turn, it kind of does a full circle back to yourself and to you because it is hard to think, well, I just want to travel. I want to travel, but I have too messy of a house. My daughter is not ready for this kind of stuff. I'm working. My husband's working, blah, blah, blah. And it's so easy to get bogged down in all of the the noise in life. And if you find a ways to strategically approach all of the have organized chaos, <laughs> mm-hmm. then then it starts to open up that time. I just really like that approach. I think it was real. It's really innovative, um, and it's it's different. And uh, I I so appreciate that. And with that, I'll say honestly, guys. The simpler your life is, the simpler your home is, the more freer you feel. So for me, like we're leaving for a month on Saturday to travel. And I'm not stressing about packing because we don't have that much stuff. So we don't even have that many options to choose from number one. Number two, we don't, I don't feel a need that we need to take everything. It's just when you have everything around you that's set up, that's just easy it's so much calmer. Your stress level is down. You feel so much better. And that's what we're here for. Life is meant to have to be fun. So let's create that life for us. I love it. I want to um, unpack the a little bit of the home thing uh, because 
What about, and so many people today, including me, work from home. So how can we, how can we generate that transition? What what suggestions do you have to transition from the work to home? Because for me, there is no line. I walk out of my office and I'm on the floor in the living room with my, with my daughter and it's, you know, playtime. So there is no like uh, transition time. Whereas my husband he has a 30 to 40 minute commute, you know, has that decompression time um, and then can kind of reset himself to, to come home. But for a lot of people now, when they're working remotely, don't have that that line drawn between work and home. So what do you what do you suggest or do you have any tips for re- people who are working from home? Absolutely. So my, my biggest tip is making sure that you have separate space to work. That's the number one space. In your case, you're saying you have an office, so you're already there. Mm. So check on that because you really need some sort of separation. Because if your child or whoever else is still in that room, there's, there's no line. Mm-hmm. You know? And we want to make sure that people understand that this space is reserved for mom or dad or whoever. This is the workspace and that it's really not somewhere where the kids are. Mm-hmm. So that way your your mind is automatically going to, okay, this is work, this is play type of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then at the end of the day, I love how you mentioned, because this is one of the things I see too, is that you used to have a commute or your partner has a commute. So how is it or what what can we do to give you that commute time? What is preventing you from closing the laptop, lighting a candle, listening to a podcast, and just sitting? I wouldn't I wouldn't say sit on in the same chair, even if you sit on the floor, just a different space. Mm-hmm. And that can really be your transition. And you know, again, if we've separated the space, you know that you're not going to just have somebody walk in and be like, oh, I need this, da 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 that it's separate space. So you're still in your kind of like work bubble in a way, but you're getting that separation also in the transition time. I love things like I mentioned, like with a candle or dimming the light or making yourself like a, if it's cold out, cup of hot chocolate or something to kind of signal, this is me wrapping up my day. This is me taking care of myself. Not, I would not recommend just like if you're listening to a podcast or YouTube or whatever, don't just do it on your computer. No, you need that actual physical separation. Step away. You can still listen to it from the computer, right? But not right there. Put in headphones, walk around the room, take some deep breath, do some meditation for five minutes before you walk out. It's amazing how many different things we can think of once we kind of get some ideas to flow of ways that we can separate ourselves and work best. And I always recommend to pair it with something. So like I said, either candle, hot drink, something like you sit under a blanket. Sometimes we need that physical, like almost touch of just comfort for us. That's going to be, this is great for me. Or even just purchase a great cute little chair or something, you know, that's like, that's your space. That's your chair. Only when you're in your quote unquote commute transition time. Right. And then it's really separate. But I really would suggest if you're able to like separate yourself in terms of like, listening to something or just putting some like canceling out all the regular noise because again it's all about taking a breath 
and being able to move on to your next activity. Your next activity is being with your child. That's amazing. And if you're showing up in that relaxed space, they're going to enjoy that time with you. And if you're showing up with, okay, I just finished an email. I'm like rushing out of the room. Okay, cool. Now it's playtime. Just how we talked about, it's okay to give yourself that extra five minutes and start small. Do it for five minutes. That's it. So whether you put it in your calendar, you schedule it in for every day, 4.55 or 5.25, whatever time you're really transitioning, use that time. Start with five. Work yourself up to 10. You don't need to have the commute that your partner may be having of 40, 30 minutes because that's not realistic right now, right? It probably, if I said do 30, well, why can't you just sit there for 30 minutes? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not where you're at. It's not where you're at. And that's okay. But let's start somewhere. If the war, if the weather is great outside, obviously I'm going to say just take a walk outside or sit outside to just feel that fresh air. But I recognize this time of year, not everybody may be able to enjoy the outside as well. Mm. I love it. I love those reset examples. And I'm definitely going to be trying those <laughs> because it is something that, yeah, I, I just don't do. I just turn it off. You know, I go from my office to the living room and I don't give myself any time and space to reset. So I'm definitely going to be taking that advice. And I hope listeners do as well. Give it a, give it a chance, um, especially just yes. five minutes. And then you can maybe even grow it, grow it if uh, time allows. But just getting that actual, like turning your mind to do something else, being physically somewhere else, um, doing something else rather than, than what you were doing for work. I think that's huge. Uh, thank you so much. That's great. And then one of the other things I usually recommend is really just writing down because at the end of the day, what happens, especially when we don't have the transition time, our mind's still thinking about work. We're still thinking about like, we might be playing, oh, I forgot to do this or you do it or you write, like give, get a journal, just write down, okay, what, what do I still need to do? Or what do I need to do for tomorrow? Just write it down, get it out of your head. When you get it out of your head, then you're able to move on because it's there, it's in a safe place, and you know you can find it. Mm. So Excellent. Excellent tips. Thank you so much, Sasha. Anything else? Any other tips that you have? Or, um, you know, where can where can people find and learn more about you? And all of your your great advice has been so wonderful. Thanks for sharing. And I'm sure, I'm sure people want to learn more or want to, you know, maybe have a one-on-one session with you. So please, um, please share a little bit about all of that. Yes. Thank you. If you are a working mom and this is resonating with you, I'd love for us to connect. Head on over to Sasha X home.com and there you can grab the freebie which is five steps to coming home happy after work which is some of the things that we talked about here grab it it's an easy way easy things you can implement right away and you can find me in my facebook group i go there live i share tips and tricks i'm always answering comments if anybody has any and i would love for you to be a part of the community to grow and learn more i really believe we are amazing women and we don't need more skills we just need to to prioritize to find our family values to be able to say this 
is what I'm doing. And that is the work that I love to do. So please reach out if that resonates with you. Thank you. And I will be putting all of those links in the show notes for for listeners so they can quickly just jump right into that. Thank you so much, uh, Sasha, for for coming on today. And I think you just gave so much value. I really enjoyed the conversation. It was so nice to talk with you. So thanks so much for being here on the show. Thank you. It's been amazing. taking the time to join in on this episode on the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. If you're enjoying this show, then I would love it if you could tell one other person about it. It's super easy to discover no matter what device you have. Just go to www.wandermomdiaries.com. At my website, you'll find the podcast episodes and the blog posts that match up to the episodes you've listened to. All of my links are in the podcast description, so you don't need to worry about memorizing it, but it's best to share this page with a friend you think will enjoy the show because you can listen in on all the episodes right there from your browser. You can even subscribe with your preferred listening apps through that page. It would be absolutely amazing if you could share this resource with one other person today. We are all here to help each other, so if you're a fellow Wander Mom who would like to share your story on the podcast... Reach out in the DMs on Instagram at WonderMomDiaries, or you can email me at WonderMomDiaries at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear your story. Thanks again for tuning in, and don't be afraid to explore away, Wonder Moms. <laughs>